Let's go live with Jack Kelly. Welcome to the one-of-a-kind LinkedIn live show that will help you with your job search and advancing your career. We will bring in educated career experts who will share their insights and give you inside tips on how to be successful in your job search. Now let's get into today's show with your host, Jack Kelly. Okay, are we live yet, Christine, or? Haven't gotten the notification yet. Okay, you're live. All right, here we go. So Shelly, and it's El Slinger, right? Did I pronounce it? El Slinger, no N. Wait, say that again, El Slinger. El Slinger, yes. Are you sure it doesn't have an N? I think we got- It doesn't have an N, I'm pretty sure. No, can't can't do that? All right, so Shelly, you're welcome to Let's Go Live with Jack Kelly. I'm so excited to have you on here. You were like, you're like, like Ms. LinkedIn, right? Like <laughs> LinkedIn, if I understand correctly. Is that, is that the case? Pardon? So it's like you're like the queen of LinkedIn. This is this is this is your your passion, huh? Your medium. I'll I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, so maybe you could tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you do. And um and then, and then we can kind of really uh, have a whole bunch of good questions for you, if it's okay. So I'm a career specialist at uh, University of Toronto, and I also have my own business called Link Express. Uh, I try to put the two together because I'm really passionate um, and very, well, very passionate about using LinkedIn for job search and community building and so I like to think that those two things, the, the career side of things and the LinkedIn side of things, I marry the two and, uh, you know, hope for the best and hope that students and, and a lot of people, actually everybody that I can, can influence will have these LinkedIn aha moments because I really do think it's, uh, it's the way to go. And especially through COVID, uh, we've seen LinkedIn become more popular, more active and um, the catalyst for uh, helping people reach their goals. How, like what brought you to LinkedIn? And because yeah, there's so many other social media platforms. So I was at another university prior to this in Montreal and I was there for quite a while. And I always was, I, uh, I guess I got on LinkedIn very early in time when it, when it started, I was on there, but not really using it um, like I do now, obviously, but I had this affinity for, for LinkedIn. I felt that there was so much I could do with it. And I started early on to, to network. And then in about 11 years ago, actually it's 11 years ago this month, I wow. applied to, um, an educational conference in, uh, Calgary and the LinkedIn table, they, they were there, they had a booth there. And I hung out there quite a bit. <laughs> and so at one point there was this little pause, you know, how you have a break. And we all went to the local Starbucks and I saw the person from the table in line and he had this jacket on and it was bright red with the LinkedIn, the blue LinkedIn on the side. And I pondered for a minute why he had a red jacket on, why it wasn't blue. But anyway, I decided he ordered a latte and um, I decided to pay it forward. So I paid for his latte. And he said, oh, you've been hanging out at the LinkedIn table. <laughs> and I said, yes. And he said, well, why don't we just take a break and sit down? I'd, I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to know more about you. I'd love to know what, like, what, I don't know. I'd just love to know more about you and, uh, you know, why you're so passionate about LinkedIn. And I said, okay, let's do this. So we both had a latte. We started to talk. I told him how, you know, I was using LinkedIn quite a bit at, at, um, at the university but that I really, really wanted to um, use it as an empowerment tool. And I was hoping to, to you know, to, to really use it to help women and help, uh, help women raise up and tell their story online. And I told him all of this stuff and I don't even remember, but all of a sudden two hours passed. And he said, well, I have to introduce you to a few people. And he'd introduce me to the right people. And then on my way back from Calgary, after hanging out at the LinkedIn table some more, I ended up coming back and um, met up with those people and got some training and ended up becoming a speaker. And, uh, and the rest is history. I never looked back. And I'm, you know, that person became my mentor, and is still my mentor today no longer works at LinkedIn. But uh, um, 
it was just, it was such a powerful moment. And that's why I have a lot of LinkedIn lattes became my thing after that, uh, that moment. And I've never looked back and LinkedIn is such a, a place, not only for myself, but uh, just in everything I do, whether it's working with young students or not, well, they're not that young, but they're in the, the midst of crossing over from university to into their careers or whether I'm working with women or CEOs or any professionals that really want to get ahead in life. Uh, I, I see LinkedIn as the perfect opportunity and the perfect catalyst for not only reaching your goals, but for exercising your social reciprocity muscles, which is what I feel is, is what we need to do to have real success and happiness along the way. That's interesting. At first, um, I'm sorry that I sprung a guest uh, star on the show that I wasn't expecting Jingles to pop on here. Uh, I love Jingles. <laughs> <laughs> we have, Shelly, we have two cats and two dogs. And the two dogs, because, all right, can I go on a tangent? Do you mind? So, no, because I have two dogs right at my feet. Okay, so, so you can, all right, so here, all right, you can understand. So my daughter is in college and she's getting her vaccine shots and she has a little allergy, so she was a little worried. So my wife went down with her to stay and just watch to make sure she's okay. And then she didn't trust my son is with me, even though he's in college, he's at home now because like the college is all virtual online. So I guess she didn't trust me and my son, <laughs> the dogs and the cats. So we, we dropped off the dogs at like doggy daycare. I don't know if you ever have your dogs there. So they're there. Now Jiggles loves playing with the dogs because Jiggles thinks he's a dog. And so without the dogs, he's like, you can see, he's just like, hey, where, <laughs> I have no one to play with. I need a friend. So yeah, so that's what's happening here. All right. Well, so he's great. Jingles, welcome. <laughs> so, so sorry about that for springing a guest, but that's, that's yeah. You know what, though? This is what's so interesting about the pandemic, if you could say there's interesting things about a pandemic, is you, you, the curtain is pulled back on a lot of things, right? Like, you don't have the stuffiness that you usually have pre-COVID, you know? And then I think you just learn more about people, and you see their real which I don't know, yeah, that's kind of cool. It's kind of interesting. I actually love that part of, you know, I yeah. mean, we've had a lot of challenges through COVID, but that's one of the things that I think is great. Like I used to worry about my dogs and, you yeah. know, it's just, I, uh, they're here. They could bark at any minute, but exactly. I mean, it's part of my life through COVID, right? So I've right. just gotten used to it, but I think there's a beauty actually in it. I, I think so too, because like a year and a half, let's say a year plus ago, you would have been mortified if you're on this business call and your dog stopped barking. And you're like, oh my God, strong. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You know what I mean? And be so uncomfortable and awkward. Now it's like, oh, hey, what kind of dogs do you have? Oh, I have one too. It's yeah. almost like an icebreaker and makes everybody a little bit more human to connect. Yeah, I think it's great actually because we want to get to know people. I mean, yeah. even on LinkedIn, I mean, there's that hashtag LinkedIn human. I mean, that's all about, we want to know the people behind the titles. So like jingles is part of your life. So I mean, it gives insight into you being an animal lover and I'm an animal lover. So yeah. like, that's something I didn't know about you, but I think it's like, yeah. it, it draws us together yeah. because it's a common thing that we, yeah. we both feel is important yeah. to us. Because right? <laughs> people think are going to be watching this and rewatching this because we can talk about it. Like, otherwise I would ask, oh, what kind of dogs do you have? Because that would be really interesting. And talk about, but we won't <laughs> the jazz about that. Uh, so, but you know what was interesting? Uh, you know, uh, one of the things that really kind of stood out in what you're talking about is just the serendipity of things. Mm. Uh, you happen to be at a certain place, meet a certain person at that, you know, particular time, had a latte. And I wonder sometimes in life, if you, you, you don't have that kind of impromptu, just, just stumble into something and it kind of breaks your way. Um, well, there's that whole thing about happenstance, right? Yeah. Like, and I, I, I mean, when I look back and I tell my story quite often, because even when I'm in speaking engagements, people like to hear the story. So mm -hmm. um, it, it, I don't know. And it, and because of that needing, it yeah. kind of positioned me where I wanted to take LinkedIn because I didn't want to just be a trainer that thought about like, oh, here's how you're going to build your profile. Here's right. what, 
here's what you're going to do. You're going to do this, this, this. Of course, I bring those aspects into my training, but my training goes way beyond that because I don't, I think that if you put together the greatest profile, but you don't know what to do next, and I really focus on next, then your profile will just be there and it'll end up in LinkedIn la la land kind of thing. So, um, so let's yeah. talk about that then. You know, I was first going to ask, I was going to ask you about, because it's really, and we could put it on for later about, you know, the, the kindness campaign you have, the anti, mm. we could talk about that a little bit, but since you kind of brought this up, my take on it, and I'm curious what you see in Canada, but here in the States, it does look, knock on wood, that things are starting to pick up. You know, mm. we have last, the Department of Labor reported last month in March, that almost a million people got new jobs. Mm. You hear that Goldman Sachs is saying there's going to be a hiring boom. J, uh, JP Morgan's Jamie Dimon, CEO, was saying, hey, we're going to be in a Goldilocks economy. And you're starting to see it. And like even on LinkedIn, for, the, you know, for a long time, I didn't see too many people having those, hey, congratulations, so-and-so you know, got a job. Now I'm seeing it more often. Um, so for yeah. people, and I, is, well, first of all, in Canada, is that... Are you seeing the same kind of things I'm here seeing here in the U.S.? So I think December and January were is where things took a really big dip, probably the lowest dip okay. in terms of unemployment. And I think women were definitely affected because retail was affected and some of those other um, mm -hmm. areas. And um, you know, more women are in retail, so I think there was they they got affected by that. And and then I think generally people just had to adapt to um online and i think it took a while for some companies but definitely it's going up and we see that at the university we see the number of jobs that are being offered to students are are going up they might have taken a little bit of a decline when companies were going through that whole you know what do we do now how do we change our change the way that we reach out how do we do recruitment but i think that what i've seen is that it's starting to go up. I see on LinkedIn, they, if there's even something that pops up all the time and it says Canadian um, companies hiring in Canada, and then it will give you a list. And this list has gone from here to probably- I haven't seen that. Is, yeah. that. is that a feature for every place or do you have- It's, a, it's like a, like kind of a, almost like not a, like a newsletter kind of, but not like a newsletter where people can contribute to it so it's one of those features that oh, you have and okay. then um then it comes out through it's by linkedin and then it comes out and it says canadian companies that are hiring and so i'm always paying that forward to people because honestly mm -hmm. when it when they started the list was like so small and now it's it's <laughs> it's growing so big so i always feel like yeah. oh i have to pay this forward so yeah. i'm always paying the the list forward i'll send you a copy of it yeah how um, can people how can people who are watching and, and rewatch it later how can they find well, so, it when we, we, we reset it up but like is there an easy way to find it on linkedin or well it actually pops up on my site so huh. if you look on your right hand of linkedin when you're on the platform mm -hmm. it will give you like um things that are occurring right now there's usually something about covid right. there's something there's probably about eight different topics and this topic comes up in my feed so i don't know if it would come up it wouldn't come up necessarily on everybody's feed because not everybody's feed is going to be the same um how do you say right. that same interests as i have but because right. i'm in that career development field plus i'm you know linkedin if it, it makes sense that it shows up on mine because what happens is that that area on the right, it um, it speaks to your interests. It speaks to where you position yourself on LinkedIn. So those topics, and then I just noticed it one time, and then I went on it and gave some feedback, and you know, and then all of a sudden it comes to me now every second day, um, and I can see the new companies that are hiring. So it's um, it's really been uh, an awesome way to just see the growth after us going through that kind of like dip and and then realizing that so many companies are are changing the way that they number one hire but also the the positions that they're offering and like a lot of them are turning to being completely remote 
for example, where they weren't before, but they're finding that it just works better for them. So it's, it's really interesting to see the changes. And I think in some cases, the changes are good. Yeah, but for people who may have been looking for a long time, you know, here in the States, and I imagine probably similar to Canada, there's a large portion of, of people who are out of work or long-term unemployed who've been out for, we got the exact definition, but it's, it's the blowout. Um, those people, and then also those who just, sometimes you know how it is, you just can't catch that right break. You know, sometimes you meet that person and you have the latte and it all works. Sometimes it's just, you don't. Mm -hmm. How, it's almost like, I think sometimes, Shelly, people feel like, oh, I don't want to go down this, you know, this, this dead end again. What can you say to folks to just re you know, get excited again, re-energized to say, hey, wait, maybe this is for real now, look, you know, Vaccines are being distributed. The economy is getting better here. Let's say in the U.S., states are reopening a little bit more. Is there any advice you could give to folks, like what they could do on LinkedIn to just to kind of turbocharge it down? Like maybe as getting closer to, to, to making something happen. So I think a lot of people get set in their ways. They're used to using the same resume template. They're used to, you know, they build their LinkedIn profile and then they expect everything you know, they expect miracles to happen overnight that everybody's going to find their profile. I'm all about changing things up. So the game of, of recruitment, the game of finding a job has changed. We've all changed through this last yeah. year. And I think even prior to that, things were changing with, you know, just technology and AI and, um, you know, just the way we think. Um, so change things up a little bit. If you had the same resume for a long time, start digging around and find something that really works for you. Do a video resume, do a portfolio. I mean, LinkedIn is a great place. Now they have that featured section, which is exactly for that. Showcase what you've done, showcase what you've accomplished, showcase what you feel is important in helping you um, describe your brand. Do things that you haven't done before. Start reaching out to people. And it may not keep, uh, feel comfortable at first because you haven't been used to doing it, right? We, and so I'm, I'm, I'm uh, reading a few big books on changing habits, you know, atomic habits and how we change. And I, I'm really grateful that I've been immersing myself into that for the last few months because I realized that there's some things that I do over and over again, expecting the same results. So it's, it's up to us, but diversifying and changing things can really impact you positively because you're not doing the same thing. You're changing it up and change can be really good. So I did that as an experiment. I took the resume that I had for a long, long time and I decided, Shelly, find something that works for you. Find something that makes you look at that resume and, and connect with it. Because a resume is hard to connect with. A LinkedIn profile is easier to connect with. But I want, whether it's my LinkedIn profile, my resume, whatever it is now, I want to look at that document or, or the platform and say, it's really working for me. It is describing me. I fit into this. This is who I am behind the camera. This is who I am be, or behind the screen. This is who I am behind the resume. And so now I've gone from being this kind of like person, I used to have a template. I've gone from template to start figuring out what really represents you. So once you start doing that and reaching out to people can be so amazing and it's not easy for everybody to do that it wasn't easy for me now i do it all the time but <laughs> um but it, it isn't easy to reach out and say you yeah. know something i i i and you're what you're trying to do is to try to form your own board of directors i'm a big person in that the people that i work with i say let's form your own board of directors and those board of directors are going to help you they're going to support you and you can be part of somebody else's board of directors. But once you have that you, and you know, and some members will be more active and some won't be, will be less active, but you're consciously creating a community 
that can help you. And so that can be another thing just to know that you have the support, but you have to be the one that initiates it. That's great. And that's just, you just gave so much information. So just to unpack it a little bit, for the first time, to reach out, and I agree with you, I think for a lot of people, it's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been a recruiter for probably going on 25 years now. So I've become very comfortable to reach out to people, talk to people, and I've also become comfortable in getting rejected and failure because that comes with it. You know, where people, yes. may, I might have a job for you, Shelly, and you're like, thank you, no thank you. Uh, okay, I move on, you know what I mean? Uh, you may get an offer and then you get to take a counter offer and you learn it. But for people who aren't, you know, who every day don't do that, you know what I mean, reach out, talk to people, schmooze, you know what I mean, do that thing. How, uh, it's hard, like, what's like the first step? Like, is it just send an, a, like an email? Do you send a message? Do you pick up the phone, like text? So, what's so there's a couple of things you can do. I mean, I'm not big on in-mail. Okay. I just, I'm not, because I feel like, you know, if you really speak from the heart, number one, you have 300 characters to send a really great connection request. That is your, that is your, your first start. So mm-hmm. 300 characters is not bad. What I've done is I've made a few little templates for myself, kind of almost as a little elevator pitch. So I sign my name, you know, thank you, Shelly. And then I have about three points or four points, almost like an elevator pitch, but it's not a pitch. It's just whether people want to read it or not but I feel like it works for me and it's, it's so much better than expecting people to, or, or going after people and wanting them to want what I have. I just do that little template. And then the first few lines, when I'm asking for a connection request, I, I absolutely have never sent a connection, um, a general connection request, which is basically nothing, just hitting connect mm-hmm. in the last 10 years or 11 years. I always customize everything that I do. And if you want a little hack uh, on your mobile, when you're doing it on your mobile and you're not hitting, don't hit connect, don't get trigger happy, go to uh, more, hit more, it's going to take you down to personalize request. And you actually get more characters when you use your, your, um, your phone. And the other thing that's a lot of people don't know about is that if you are a member of a group, you have the ability to send 15 emails per month to any member that you're not connected with, 15 per month. So it's not, not from one group, but collectively. After 15, LinkedIn will, will cut you off. But at the, So say you go into a group and uh, you see somebody that you, you're, you know, they're active in the group. You see that you want to connect with them. At the end, there's a little, like, almost a little email icon. You hit that and you can basically send just a regular email. There's no limitations to your space and you have 15 per month. So if you really want to, number one, benefit from groups, that's one of the little hacks that a lot of not, not a lot of people know about. And it's for the free account too. A lot of people say, is that just, no, free account, everybody can access and utilize that. So you'll see that little icon and that's a great way to get to know somebody. And then from there you can say, you know, it's been great chatting with you. Let's connect. And then that can help to build your network on LinkedIn. And if you're active in a group, they will see you and you know, there, that group brings you together. So that's, there's that commonality there. Um, but that's another hack, a, a great way to, to meet people. And it's easier. I think if you're, if you belong to something and there's something that has that kind of foundation to, um, to initiate conversation, but yeah, I very rarely use in-mails because I just don't, I feel that if I do a connection request well enough, and if I utilize, you know, the groups that I belong to, um, and, or in introductions too, that's another way. I mean, any of your second level connections, you can get introduced to them. So if there's somebody that you really know well, and you can ask that person to make an introduction, I mean, introductions are powerful. It's one of the most powerful tools that LinkedIn had right from the beginning um, because it's a networking site mm-hmm. predominantly. And the whole idea is to utilize, to use your network to help you connect to other people. So those are three ways that I think um, makes it easier and makes it makes connecting with other people fruitful. Yeah. So Shelly, when you send out, so you have these, um, let's say canned, 
kind of emails. And then, so, so let's say a person is looking for a job um, in a banking, you know, in a banking organization in, in Canada. So they'll say, okay, I'll look at CIBC, I'll look at World Bank of Canada, BMO, and then target like, okay, I'm, you know, I work in compliance, so I'm going to target and find the chief compliance officer. And then you have like the structure, your, your name and everything, and then just substitute, hey, I'm looking to, you know, you know, move to, you know, uh, World Bank of Canada because it's an awesome bank and here's what I do. Is that like, is that what you mean? Like you have this kind of set thing? No, I no, wouldn't. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, that, You're like, no, that's terrible. <laughs> I would never do that. That's no, okay. no. All right. No, that's, first of all, no, bueno, maybe not, well, <laughs> first of all, maybe not aim that high at the beginning. Okay. Um, like, first of all, and don't ask for favors. They okay. don't know you. You don't know them. Nobody's given out like that all, anytime. In fact, that if you want a one, uh, a one sure way of, not getting a connection yeah. to ask for a favor. <laughs> so I see, always... see, I'm I'm asking these purposely dumb questions for everyone else. It's not that I'm asking dumb questions. I'm just doing <laughs> what people want to ask. <laughs> we know. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't ask that. Number one, you want to build a relationship. So I think. So when I'm working with students, I always say to them, you know, do a, I show them how to do an advanced search. And then I'll say, you know, reach out to your target market, meaning alumni, because you can find out what alumni are working in your field. You can find out what alumni are from the university and working in your field. And then there's that connection. So, so what would you say to them? Yeah, they like. So you could say, you know, I'm I'm from the same university. I saw you online. I'm in my graduating year, really looking forward to going through the uh, recruitment cycle for finance. Um, I see that you're working for, you know, KPMG, would love to, to hear a little bit more. Um, and it would be great to have a coffee chat. And, uh, you know, and I'm looking to build my community of, um, of alumni, you know, something like that. You have, you have ample, like, characters. You have a great space there. And, and most of the time, because you have that university connection in common, um, there's that already positions you for making that connection in a positive way. And if you are reaching out to somebody, create, like say it's not an alumni or say it is somebody that you've been, this is my idea, follow that person first. So say there was somebody that you did a search on, you wanted to work at KPMG, I'll just use that example and you did a search and you found some people there that are interesting. Start to follow them, go down, see if they belong to any groups, get into that group, okay? Again, you can utilize those 15, you can start following, you can start commenting on their posts, you can start doing a lot of things to show that there's interest there. This is part of social reciprocity. This is part of flexing your social reciprocity muscles. So if there's somebody that you're interested in getting to knowing to know, but you don't have a direct connection or a reason, start following and supporting them. Maybe they're active on LinkedIn. Maybe they're writing on LinkedIn. Maybe they're blogging. Maybe they're putting out content on their newsfeed regularly and start to show that there's an interest, comment on what they're putting out, comment on their content. Because once you start doing that, then you can go back into your message when you're um, when you're going to connect with them and you can say, I've been following you regularly. You put out such great content and they're going to recognize because everybody goes into their feed to find out who is like, who yeah. is contributing to the conversation. But then you have something to go, 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 go with. You have something to make that connection with that other person. Do not ask for a favor. Do not spam them with business. Um, do not. Yeah, don't make it uncomfortable because people don't want to feel uncomfortable and put in that position right off. They want to build a relationship with you. And when you're comfortable enough, then you can say something like, let's have a coffee chat. I'm getting into this, you know, I'm looking to get into this company. I just wanted to kind of like chat with you about your own experience and your own journey because people like to talk about themselves. They like to share and they like to teach 
through their own journeys. So, you know, that's a way to connect with them um, and build that relationship. And then you can, after that's built, then there's more of a, a support and a foundation for things to be taken to the next step. That's right. That's, that's, that's really great advice. What would you say about there's a there's a, a a voice option right where you can leave a voice message and then I don't I don't think I don't have it yet I don't know if you have it you have that video you know cover story video would you suggest people be a little adventurous too like maybe instead of uh, or in addition to kind of a note just leave a voice message that maybe will, will that resonate more with people you think or not um, I would only I can don't so you probably have voice it's not going to be on your desktop it's going to be on your phone only um for, for leaving a voice message you probably have it um because i think it it's been rolled out and the voice i have not the video i don't have that cover story video yet oh no i don't have that either but the voicemail yes yeah so i don't know if i would leave a voicemail right at the beginning i would okay. send that message and get to know the person but then after that it's kind of like making that quick call or getting on teams yeah. and and having a quick chat but i would i would allow the kind of connection to to kind of uh grow a little bit before i would use that kind of message because again they don't know you try to get to know them in the best way i mean just picking up a call it's like a cold call for me but yeah. once i get to know you i mean i get messages every day and i love hearing people's voices because just makes me feel like closer to them. And uh, Does it? So, do so you like that? So you like getting messages, you feel? Yeah, because there's like, I have such a community on LinkedIn and sometimes we get, we're so busy that we lose sight of each other. And then it's just a great way to pick, to, you know, go in and hear somebody's voice and say, hey, I've right. been thinking about you. How is everything? Just checking in. And it just kind of makes it a little bit more like familiar, right? Like, uh, yeah, because hearing somebody's voice just, I know there's something special about that. Yeah. I really like that. I, I like that um, that tool. Yeah. How about this now with cover stories? So uh, people may may not know. Um, would you like to tell people about cover story? Because then I want to ask like a follow up with cover stories and having that video. Uh, can you use that to kind of introduce yourself to people? Yeah, there's a lot of people doing a create a lot of creative ways. I don't have that yet, so I haven't been able to kind yeah. of like really experiment with it and see how I feel about it. But of course, it's another way. It's like a video resume, right? Like I think the more that we we can kind of stand out, and um, that's a way to stand out. It's not typical. It's something different. Uh, yeah. So I kind of like it. I just haven't had a chance to experiment yeah. with it. The other thing that I noticed people doing is, um, you know, there's a little um, voice possibility to tell, to repeat your name. So you could, you know, somebody can go on your name and learn the correct pronunciation right. of your of your name. So I think it's either 20 or 30 seconds. But people are actually saying, you know, Hi, I'm Shelly Elsteger, your local LinkedIn trainer. Wow. <laughs> and they're actually, yeah. And I it's, like that. So, so when you press on it, not only are they getting your name because you're pronouncing it, but they're getting that little bit about you. And I thought that was really, uh, really interesting as well. So there are lots of different things you can do to, to stand out. So I like those features. It's not good. They're not going to be for everybody, but I think I think they're nice to have because there are people that really connect with those kind. Like I'm an extrovert, so mm -hmm. I connect with things like that. I don't like it to be too, I, I like there to be diversity in the way that I introduce myself and tell my story because I think people are going to pick up on different things. You know, some people like the billboard, some people like to hear my voice, some people like to, um, They'd rather look at my resume. Some people like read my story and they'll hit the more button, which you want, by the way, because it helps with the algorithm. But they're, you know, they're going to read all my story and then they're going to come back. Like the other day, so I like, uh, I love, uh, you know, Mind Valley and School of Greatness and, and I'm connected with those people like Lewis Hose and all of those people. So this woman 
reaches out to me the other day for a connection request and she said if it's not mind valley it's the school of greatness and it's, and she went down and she goes and that's why we should connect and she must have listed about six or seven things and firewalking because i i'm a firewalker yeah, i'm not familiar and, with those i don't mean to, i'm not familiar with those what what are they well so they're podcasts so mind valley is oh, a, okay, a podcast okay. and and the school okay. of greatness is a podcast and and I'm connected with those people and they're my two walking buddies. So when I walk, I'm either listening to one or the other, but I had it and I think I made a post about it. And she made a note of these things that were in, were important to me and fire walking. So she put, you know, whether it's the school of greatness or um, Mind Valley or walking on fire, this is why we should meet. And I thought that was really interesting because we really didn't have a lot of connections in common. And, uh, you know, we're not in the same field, but the fact that she took the time to get to know me to that level before she wrote that connection request, she was an immediate in. Mm -hmm. It is interesting. So whether it's an alumni, you share the same podcast interest, you, you, you know, for people, you need that connection, right? So that helps, that helps, you know, makes, makes, makes it, you know, kind of an icebreaker and feeling comfortable. Well, you got to liken it to, you should always be asking yourself, what would you do in a regular networking event? So if we had a face-to-face -face networking event, you're not going to connect with everybody there. You're going to connect with the people you were meant to connect with. It could be one, it could be two, it could be three. And it's usually based on something more mm -hmm. personal. You might take it to the professional, um, to the professional level, but in reality, what makes conversation usually, um, you know, usually grow between two people or three people or whatever is because there's a commonality and usually it's personal. Mm -hmm. So um, you got to take the same, think of the same thing when you get on LinkedIn, because it's just a different form of networking. You don't have to connect with everybody, but there are people that you were meant to connect. Are there other, other things that maybe people aren't aware of on, on the platform that they should utilize or, or other social media platforms that you'd suggest, whether Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse, that you would say, hey, if you're looking for a job or you're just looking to advance your career, here's like a feature on LinkedIn or, hey, maybe this is what you should do on Facebook or Twitter or, or Instagram. Well, I don't really use the other platforms for okay. job search. I use that more for the social, like not to say like big companies and practically all companies, have a place on there, but they use that as a gathering spot. So if they have a Facebook page, it's usually because they can get people going there and access people because it's so social. But when they're deciding on you for a job and using LinkedIn recruiter and searching public profiles, they're trying to find um, a holistic representation of you in relation to career or a job yeah. or just talking about like for a recruiter in a recruiter kind of sense. So in terms of LinkedIn, there are a few things that people don't know or don't remember or um, yeah, or don't do. So number one, if they're, if they are posting on LinkedIn, your LinkedIn profile is going to be really important. So if your LinkedIn profile is not built, it can take away from your credibility. And that's why they have, if you see when you're post, when you're applying for a job, they have in apply, they use your, your profile mainly to assess your qualifications for the job. So it's really important that you have everything from your top fold, which I call your, your billboard to mm -hmm. your information, right down to your profile that you have everything really really built the second thing is that it's not built like a resume the, the resume has its own job linkedin profile has its own job so you want to create a story and make it compelling and catchy because they're not going to linkedin to find the same things that they would for a resume um, they're going to linkedin to find more about you third of all a lot of people don't customize certain things on their LinkedIn profile. They accept what LinkedIn has given them. I call that living the LinkedIn default life. 
And who really wants to live the LinkedIn default life? There are certain things on LinkedIn that you can customize and that should be without a doubt um, something that you do, like the billboard. You don't want a gray and white or gray and blue background that LinkedIn has given you. This is your billboard. It's supposed to speak your brand. So um, I would customize that. Customize your URL so you can market it everywhere. Customize your recommendation requests. Um, like customize like every single thing that LinkedIn gives you. Customize your your branding statement, or I like to call it branding statement, but it's your tagline. Otherwise, it'll just be your title. And nobody's looking for titles. They're looking to, to know the person behind mm -hmm. the title. So those are just some of the areas that you can customize. So for me, customize as many areas that you can and make it your own. I think that that's really, really, really important. The other thing that people don't realize is that LinkedIn works with a search algorithm. So when recruiters are putting in keywords and trying to find your profile, there are four key areas within your profile that you definitely have to build. And number one would be your tagline. Two would be the about section. Third is the experience section. And the fourth is the skill section. So all of those are part, uh, create that search algorithm that recruiters are using to find specific profiles when they're looking for jobs. So those are just a few of the of things that I think are yeah. important. Also social, uh, social recognition is important. So have those recommendations up there because people do uh, think about what other people say about you. They, it's important. That's why people ask for references when, when you know, they're thinking about recruiting you. I mean, references are important, so it works the same thing on LinkedIn. It's good to have uh, some recommendations or testimonials um, just to show what other, the experience that other people had working with you. This is true. Now, I've noticed, speaking of the features, maybe coincidence, but I see more people without a photo than it used to be. Have you noticed that, or is that just something... I haven't noticed it too much, but I don't accept profiles with without pictures. So I'll see it. See what it's <laughs> well, I'll see it because as a recruiter, you know, um, and I'm working on whatever assignment I'm working on. I'm going to kind of look and you know see people who I don't know. You know, I'm looking at trying to find oh, would this person be good for the job? And it just seems to be more, you know, people than before don't have it, and it's interesting. I spoke I to a few people, particularly women, and when I and the topic came up and they felt they didn't have a photo because guys would be all creepy and then message them. And they felt, you know what, I'm just not going to have a photo at all. And that kind of plays into, I know that you're very keen on, you know, kindness and not bullying. And what do you, I wasn't aware until someone told me that I was kind of shocked. Maybe I'm a little naive and dumb that I, I didn't realize because I figured, who only why, like, why are you going to be, be, you know, I mean, Twitter, I could understand maybe, Facebook, yeah, but LinkedIn, like, why would you be all creepy and stuff? But I guess you find that out. I guess that's naive. That's creeps are everywhere. Everywhere, um, right? But you have to control your spot anywhere. This is a networking site. So again, you would not go to a networking event and hide behind the wall and expect people to you know, to get to know you that way. It just doesn't work or somebody with a bag on your head. Networking requires you to, to be visible. So um, what I do with the creeps, and I've had them, yeah. I had a love letter the other day. Um, I, first of all, I blocked them. Well, no, I, I shouldn't say I blocked them first. I don't because I require certain information if I'm going to um, let LinkedIn know. So I will take a screenshot of anything. I will not reply to them. I will disconnect from them, but I will make sure to have anything, any screenshots uh, that I need, mm -hmm. their profile URL. I will go to the help with LinkedIn. I will send information about um, what transpired. And I will then once all of that has been taken care of and LinkedIn knows, then I will go back and block them. Uh, I have no holds barred when it comes to 
uh, bad behavior on LinkedIn and not accepting it. Uh, we are always going to find spam. We're always going to find, um, you know, somebody had their profile up the other day and it was, uh, their profile photo was Mark Zuckerberg, you know, from Facebook. I mean, you're always going to find those people. You're always going to find bullies because some people use LinkedIn to get back when they're scorned. For example, they didn't get that job, but somebody else got that. And what better way to you know, to be mean and seek revenge, but to do it on a professional platform where people are there, people are in their professional network. Um, so it's almost like, I'll get back to you, I'll hurt you and I'll make it sting and I'll, you know, I'll make sure people know that about you. It's gonna happen everywhere. I was a CSI, a LinkedIn CSI for one year. I decided I was- because, What does that mean? I'm sorry. What's so, that? so you were part of my Changemaker series. I do oh, oh, okay, okay. Changemaker series. And I noticed that a few people were not on the platform anymore uh, because I often do a review back and on different, uh, different Changemaker yeah. series and I'll go back and see. And I realized some people were off. So luckily I had uh, some numbers and, and other ways to communicate with those people. And I found out some pretty bad bullying stories. Really? And it made me realize that this was going on. Now, sometimes we see it, like sometimes we'll, somebody will post something and people will disagree and they might use some, you know, nasty words or whatever. But the majority of the time, we don't see it because it goes through direct messaging. It goes through pods. So I'm sure that you've heard of um, engage. So there's different, there's different groups. I belong to some groups where people support each other in the sense that we're all like, say, LinkedIn experts and we all mm -hmm. get together and just kind of, oh, did you see this? Or this is not working or, but it has nothing to do. Nobody's controlling me. Nobody's expecting anything from me. Um, if I have something to add, I add, it's just like a group of friends who have this commonality LinkedIn and we work together to help each other. But there are some engagement pods out there and these pods are usually started by somebody who wants to control. Just like almost, I and I don't like to say it like cult, but it's like somebody honing in on these people who are needy, who are on LinkedIn, to build community, maybe they're lonely, get them into this community pod and then they have to obey the person who's controlling this pod. Meaning they have to like everything, they have to post, they have to comment, they have to, and they have to, have to, have to, have to. And if they don't, they're kicked out of the pod and then that leader will try to get people to go against that person. That's so it so can wild. be, it can be a pretty, number one, a lonely place to be. Number two, it, it, it has caused some people, you know, uh, to some very negative responses and some negative behaviors as a result of that and a feeling of uh, loneliness. And that's why they, they ended up leaving LinkedIn. So, you know, I, I don't belong to any engagement pods. I don't need to, I think that if you're on LinkedIn, you don't need people, like these are usually people who, who want numbers, 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 numbers. They don't care about the relationships. But LinkedIn is all about relationships. So I've been approached to be part of these pods. I said, absolutely not. And I, when I find out about any of those pods, usually the people that are trying to control or anything like that, I don't have them as part of my network. Wow. Uh, because it's uh so it does happen you know people are are and you know of course there are people that are going to make sexist remarks and and stuff like that you just have to be in control because unfortunately i don't think there is any place that you can show up where this doesn't exist it's unfortunate but the only thing that we can do is take our superpowers realize that it's there and then if it happens to us do the right take the right steps to make sure that, for example, in LinkedIn's case, that LinkedIn is aware. They have people that they have hired just to take care of that. And um, because we're not going to get rid of all of the bad stuff on LinkedIn, it's impossible to do. 
I, I try my best to do that. That's one of the reasons I, I started up the Decide to Be Kind campaign was for to people to unite and say, we don't accept it. We, we're, we're taking the root of kindness. And I'm really proud that I've done that. It's been a year and four months that I've, been, that I've done that campaign and people have united all over the world. Yeah, those bands, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, um, you know, uh, I'm going to send you one. I'm going to send you one. So I'll wear it. Of course. Yeah. So I mean, and this this is a symbol. So they've gone all over the world. It's on my website, and it's basically to symbolize the kind club. So it's basically to symbolize that people are not going to to take any kind of bullying. They're going to stand up against bullying, and so don't you know. Watch out, because yeah. if you're going to be a bully to us, we're going to to stand up. We're going to shower you with kindness, but we're also going to let LinkedIn know that you're up to no good. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> glad you brought up, because you know I, I know you have you know your passion about that. And watch this. I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to get attacked. You know, because you know how that's how life works. You're going to say, "Well, I haven't seen it happen to me," and then boom, you get attacked. But I guess I guess is it if if you're careful who you network with. And you're particular about the people you're interacting with, maybe it won't happen as much as opposed to saying if you just care about the numbers and then you start associating with people who like have questionable other motives on their side, that's when it could happen or yeah, I mean it can happen anywhere because people yeah. can, you know, reach out. I like I'm I and you mean you just have to be aware, right? Yeah. And don't get involved, but like do what you need to do, take a screenshot of everything. And, you know, don't accept shady profiles. I yeah. mean, do your due diligence. Like if somebody wants to, I mean, I like a personalized, customized request, but I know that not everybody has been trained. Not everybody does it. So I kind of look first to see if we're connected to any people, you know, from connected to like say 20 people and those 20 yeah. people are people in my network and I trust and respect. I also look if you have a picture because that's important to me. I also look to see, you know, where where do you work or what are you doing? Are you going to school? Do we have something in common? Like I do my due diligence uh, to make sure that I'm creating uh, a LinkedIn yeah. network or community that at least I feel somewhat connected to, that at least I understand that I'm I, I'm accepting those because I have a big network, you know, I have a really big network. I have over 13,000 uh, uh, connections. I don't know them all. But when I when I accept somebody, I say to myself, is that somebody I could potentially have a LinkedIn latte with? And if the answer is yes, then I usually accept them into my network. I don't know how far it's going to go. I don't know if we're going to communicate, collaborate, or maybe we're only going to connect uh, a year down the down the road. But I at that time that I'm, make, that I'm bringing that person into my network i try my best to say if that person was here would i want to get to know that person better would i want to have a coffee with that person and once i add say yes then i usually accept that person into my network yeah i think that's so important because i could give you a firsthand uh, experience so when i started on linkedin i would accept you know re you know requests from so many people all over the place and i was thinking oh you know, I'm, I guess I, I like to think of myself as a nice guy. I'm like, oh, oh, they want to connect. And then also it got to a point where it's kind of interesting because when my kids were really young and I get, oh, look at this. And I'll show this person's from the Ukraine and look at this person's from France. And, you know, so it almost became kind of a fun thing to do to talk like, a, you know, I'm talking about when they're really young. And, and then time went on and I'm like, oh my God, I got this weird network that like makes zero sense. It just, it makes, it's like, it, it was, and, and after a while, like I wouldn't look at my feed at all because it just to make sense. I'll have like real estate agents in like Wyoming. I'm like, there's no kid whatsoever. So all these salespeople try to sell me stuff. So I had to go back and kind of prune everything because it just, it just, I'm sure they're wonderful people and nice people, great people, but it just didn't make any sense for us to be connected. So I had to kind of start all over again in a way and clean it up. So I think your suge your suggestion to people is so spot on, like right from the beginning, just, you know, make sure you have the connections that you would feel comfortable with. Hey, I'm going to have a latte with, I could, you know, to have something in common. Otherwise 
I'm telling you, it was just so, after all, then you know what, when you notice something, then it gets even more irritating because then you see the post and you're like, oh my gosh, like, why am I seeing this? And because then you can't see the things that are important because then, you know what it is, human nature. You start scrolling and you see 10 things, 20 things that don't make sense. You're like, oh, I can't take anymore. And you bow. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think it's, it's so funny, Shelly. Sometimes when you give it, you know, people give advice, it's like, no kidding. But then when you really think about it, no, that's really important. You know what I mean? That's something that if you, if you just make that tweak, it's all the difference in the world. <clears throat> like when I was saying, to send out an invite to someone saying, hey, I'm looking for a job. You're like, no, 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 don't do that. Here's a tweak. Don't do it this, you know, don't do it that way. Do it somewhere else. And it makes a big difference. Yeah, because I just think that every morning I have, my, the morning is my LinkedIn time. And mm -hmm. I just think that when I get on LinkedIn, when you're aware of the people in your network, even if you're not communicating with them, you look forward to their posts because you, you've gotten to know them. You were going to, you would have that coffee with them. Yeah. So when I get on LinkedIn, it's almost like I'm, I'm out for a big like breakfast and coffee with a whole pile of people that I know because I'm, I'm right there. And all of those people I feel comfortable with, and I feel comfortable with the, the content they, they share and who they are as, as individuals. And, uh, and yeah. So it's, I agree, because like, uh, if you have too much clutter, it, it ruins the experience. Like, give me an example. There's this guy, Dimitri, who I follow, who's really super nice guy. He's one of LinkedIn, uh, you know, lives with me. He's, uh, he places attorneys. And he always has some, like, really interesting content, philosophy, mindset, uh, things of that nature. And I like seeing it. But then what happens, like, sometimes when, you know, you lose that if you have just too much stuff going on and you can't find it. And then, you know what I mean? And then, you know, it's, and then you forget about it out of sight, out of mind, because then you, you're like, oh man, I haven't seen him in a while because he's dealing with some other stuff. So I'm actually in the process of doing it again and kind of wading through and say, all right, I got, I got to back it up because you want to see what you want to see. And you don't want to get, you know, you know, taken off course. Um, I just will mention that a lot of people also ask me about lines and I connect with lines. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> lines are like open networkers they uh -huh. usually have it in their brand yeah. statement l-i-o-n it means that they'll connect with anybody they don't care who you are or where you're from it means they're just and i to be honest i don't have any lines in my network mm -hmm. and if i do have any lines they're from a way back when and i didn't know better and i haven't had time to clean them up but i really don't because i don't use linkedin like that it goes against what i think linkedin is for so I really don't want, because then it opens myself up to a, a lot of unnecessary connection requests. So I don't uh, really connect yeah. with lines. Because I, I remember it was yeah, big it was, way back, but I haven't seen as much of that. Right? Well, you'll see it. There are still yeah. some, especially like uh, there are some in the finance industry, like, if, you know, they want you to be their finance, financial advisor. That's oh my the gosh. Library. I get, I get at least <laughs> once, once a day to once a week, you yeah. know, insurance. So, Wealth management, yeah, it's, oh my no, God. No, they're still there, but uh, they usually have it in their, and uh, I'm usually not, uh, what do you call that? Not attracted to any lines yeah. just because that's not how I maneuver the, the, the platform. So uh, yeah, I, I'm yeah. too much about individuality and I, I take people as individuals and I think about that first. I don't think about bulk. I don't, um, yeah, I really don't take a bulk approach in anything. And I yeah. say that to, you know, whether even the students that I, that I teach, I say, don't take a bulk approach to anything. When you start thinking about so, people on an individual level, it'll be much better for you. So you gotta, you gotta use this approach on Twitter. Cause like on Twitter, <laughs> I post, I'll post my articles and Shelly, I say maybe once every couple months, I get crushed. I get like, like <laughs> viciously attacked, but nonstop. It's, it's, and it's, oh my God. I, and I don't respond at all. That's my thing. I like, I just, but I write it out. I don't go back. I don't, I don't, I don't let my, I, I don't get, I don't let myself get caught up in it. And it's, it's hard to do, but, but it ha oh my gosh, it's so toxic. It's so toxic because, you know, and it's, and I don't write, like when I'm writing for Forbes, I'm not writing anything crazy. But just they don't mean not agree with what I'm talking about. And boy, the savage. It's savage. <laughs> that's the next thing that you could conquer to see if you could do there. Because that that's like the Wild West. <laughs> yeah. And 
But I can understand for people who, who, who that happens to, it's really, it's kind of weird and uncomfortable. A little, a little scary sometimes, because some people, and this is more like I'll experience on Twitter, you start thinking like, wow, this person seems a little, you know, you know, um, I, this is a family oriented platform, so I won't say it, but you know, yeah, you kind of, your antenna goes up like, oh my gosh, what, what, what's this, this person is not well. So yeah, I could see how, how you get passionate about trying to make sure that things are done, you know, that people aren't really crossing over. Well, because LinkedIn is no longer an option. It's yeah. a necessity for the, you know, I work with the young, uh, young aspiring professionals and leaders. Yeah. They have no choice. I don't want them to, to be ignorant about what's going on on the site. I want them to know that they have to own it, that they have to show their superpowers, that they have to take yeah. control when there's something there. But it's no longer an option. They need it. Employers and recruiters are expecting you to have, yeah. and not just a profile, a good profile, yeah. an excellent profile. I got to clean mine up. Now, now yeah, I mean, as you're saying to... that, as you're saying that, I'm thinking of all the stuff I haven't done. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't, don't look at my profile now. I'm going to clean it up. And then you can look at it later because it's, uh, yeah, I got to clean it up. So yeah, I have to uh, edit it on a regular, regular yeah. basis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. to make it, some time for that. I can't believe it's an hour already. Anything that I didn't ask you or that you'd like to share that I, that, that I didn't bring up? No, I think we covered quite a bit. Kind of a lot, right? In an hour, you covered, you gave a lot of information. See, this is why I love doing it because this is the kind of thing where, you know, we'll repost it because people, you know, it's hard to, you know, get people at a certain time to watch it. It's like Netflix. People can tune in when they want to tune in. Yeah. So when we repost it, I think for people who are looking for a job and, and, See, I'm glad you're on now because, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it definitely feels to me, at least, the corner is turned. You know, yes. you never know what's going to happen. There could be another shoot to drop. There could be another resurgence. But God willing, it looks like we turn the corner and we're going to start moving forward. And so, for a lot of people who have been discouraged, there's a lot of people who are, and this is something I think Andrew Seaman from Lima was saying, like sheltering yeah. in their jobs. I think it was him, or indeed, I can't remember where you know, who brought that uh, phrase up, where people are just putting their heads down. And I saw as a recruiter, people are just saying, Jack, the devil I know is better than a devil I don't know. I'm just going to hang tight, call me, you know what I mean? Let's let's regroup or whatever. I think we're at that whatever time, you know what I mean? Where it's turning around. So I think this is really helpful. So the people who were either not looking for a job and now looking around say, oh, it does seem better. What do I do? And this is like a good resource. And then for people who were looking for a job and just getting beat up and hammered and it stunk, now they can kind of say, all right, all right, things are getting better. Let me just change it up again. Let me watch, you know what I mean? You can watch this video, get some really good ideas. So this is, I think the timing is really cool. So I think, you know, you gave really, you may not be aware of it because you do this so often and this is your, your life, you know, this is your specialty. But for someone like myself who's listening, it was like, a, you know, it was like a graduate level course and what to do, what not to do. And I mean, I'm not just saying to flatter you, it would be nice. I'm being sincere. Like it was a yeah. really... Like great tutorials do. And the thing is, you're just so succinct to the point and, and, and clarity about what to do, which is great. So the people who are watching it now, and, and we're going to repost it, and I'll share a copy, you know, with you. Okay. So when they watch it again, they can take, and I, I was taking notes as you're talking too, like myself. So, you know, so they'll be able to take notes and put it into action. So this is really good. I think really timely. And yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you're on here. This is awesome. Well, I can't say it enough. Like, I think that within the within just a just on a one final note though um with once the pandemic started within a three-month period linkedin um advanced in terms of like activity uh by three times the amount it was prior to the pandemic amazing and i don't think it will go back because um after speaking to a number of employers and um uh, representatives company representatives They've said that um, this is their new way to have those, uh, you know, impromptu uh, coffee chats or, um, you know, uh, informational interviews or even interviews. So I think it's, uh, I think COVID has been good to LinkedIn in that way. And uh, <laughs> is it a weird how with COVID, you know what? It's made some companies look at Amazon. Some companies have just benefited tremendously, others not so much. LinkedIn, I wonder if you noticed this too, you see, it's interesting you say that, because I've noticed 
there's there's also a shift of the kind of people coming on. When I first started, you know, on LinkedIn, definitely was like this, you know, white collar, you know, mid-level to senior level kind of folks. Now it looks really so much more open, which is cool. So like- Well, the biggest dem demographic right now, the biggest growing demographic is between 18 and 34. Mm -hmm. So that'd be what, Gen Zs and young millennials? Is mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> And you can even see with the posts, they're different, which is nice because it's kind of, you know, you, you, you don't see the same, I don't know how to describe it, but like if you see, um, the, you know, let's say the Gen Zs and these younger millennials are much more video savvy. The, the, they're not, like with LinkedIn, it seemed always a little uptight at times, but they have a much looser attitude, which is good. It's refreshing. It's nice. So I don't know if you see that, but that's kind of a kind of interesting development. Uh, well, I think somewhere along the line, like the hashtag inhuman, I don't know if you know about that, but that hashtag that came, I would say it came around 2017, 2018, and that's when things started to change. And it came as a result of LinkedIn not being human. And okay. this younger generation, uh, the mix of the biggest demographic, growing demographic now, didn't like that because they're all about um, human. They, they want yeah. to talk to people. They want to uh, engage in conversations. So this is how um, this change happened. And then this hashtag came about like inhuman. And uh, and it was really interesting because the whole inhuman um, hashtag represented the fact that if we really want to go far on LinkedIn, we have to go from the title and, and really start taking a look at how we are presenting ourselves and what that looks like behind the title. And uh, yeah. because that's where real relationships start. We start with the people behind the title. Yeah. And that's how you stand out against your competition. That's how you stand out um, and really differentiate yourself. There's a lot of competition. You have no choice but yeah. to do that. That makes sense. It's, thank you so much. Now, for people who want to find you, what's the best, you know, I would imagine you say LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Where do you, how can people get in touch with you? I think LinkedIn is always the best way to find me because I'm I'm on there you know every single day it's where I hang out the most of the time of course I'm on I have a website too linkedexpress.ca but um, all one word um, but I think finding me on LinkedIn is is easier and that's where I try to um, share best practices and and <clears throat> throw LinkedIn goodness around like confetti Great. that's awesome and if, you, if you're okay with it we'll put you know because what we'll do is edit it tighten it up and then we could put on like your LinkedIn profile so people can find you if you're okay with it at the end. That'd be great. Make life easier. Well, Shelly, thank you so much. This is a really great conversation. And as mentioned before, it's so timely. I think it's like the perfect time, you know, especially spring and people in a better mood. And when you're in a better mood, you're going to hire people. You're going to look for a job. <laughs> you just have that better, you know, a good vibe. So, so I think this is a good thing. And for people who watch it now, I, I think they learned a lot. And then we repost it. They're going to learn a lot. So this is great. So thank you so much. Thanks, Jack, for having me. Well, take care. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the WeCruiter podcast. If you want to check out other great content from WeCruiter, make sure to visit us at WeCruiter.io. That's W-E-C-R-U-I-C-R dot I-O. We offer tons of great resources for job seekers and professionals, so make sure to check us out today.